Hello and welcome to another special episode of Nerds Are Armor with me, Paul. And me, Terry. Today we are talking all things Star Wars. So Terry is literally wetting himself in anticipation about this. You've been waiting a while to talk about Star Wars for a whole episode. Yeah, well, Star Wars is uh, my one of my favourite movies ever. In fact, there is something that a few people don't know is... I know most of the lines from the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy off by heart. True. That is true. That is because Terry is still single at 41. Anyway, what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about, first of all, we're going to talk about the movies, then we're going to talk about some interesting facts, worst Star Wars toys, and a ridiculously difficult Star Wars quiz. So to get on with the show today, let's work our way. We're going to work through the movies at a reasonable pace. And we're going to touch Star Wars A New Hope, 1977, before we were both born. What do you think of that movie? Because, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it gets 92% by critics and 96% by audiences. Well deserved, to be fair. It's one of those movies that, even when you look at it now, even though you've probably got the 70s hairstyle, it still doesn't actually age. The story and everything um, is timeless. And it's one of those movies that is a really good movie about hope, about good triumphing over evil against all odds. A lot of the mythos is there. I mean, it introduced one of the best villains of all time. Plus you've got Han Solo, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, okay, a lot of people might not like all the characters, but there are characters that lots of people like for good reason, because they are lovable characters. And George Lucas, yeah, Right, say what you like about him. He actually created that universe to start off with, and it's a really good universe. Yeah, well, as a, a middling Star Wars fan, I found it fascinating. It is one of it's not my favorite movie, as it's, but it was a, certainly a fine work into the series. One of the interesting things about uh, the original Star Wars, George Lucas actually had a hand in creating the special effects he did. Uh, he set up uh, ILM, Industrial Lights and Magic, yeah. He created the brand new special effects. You think about what they are like now, because that pioneered um, computer technology and everything, and um, a, lot, a lot of other new technology that was uh, showcased in Star Wars. And it really, really advanced. George Lucas was behind all that. Basically, people, I, I have talked to people that have watched uh, the original Star Wars when it came out, and they have said that they never saw anything like it. The special effects were like almost light years ahead comparison to the ones that, that were in the 70s so uh, quickly so moving on to the second one which was three years later which was the empire strikes back now it's universally loved apart from obviously the article i sent you yesterday which was Ugh. saying points or arguments to the fact that the empire Strikes back wasn't the best star wars movie and what was those logical points if i dare ask it, it, it was too dark we came off Star Wars A New Hope. You talk about hope, and it was. The Empire Strikes Back was dark, man. Yes, it is very dark. But when you kind of look at it as Return of the Jedi, kind of it made things go so dark that you actually really look forward to Return of the Jedi. That's kind of a bit of a weak argument there, you know. We'll talk about the other movie in a minute. But that's the thing, though. Um, if you're doing if you're doing a movie that's got going to have a sequel, you've got to want to watch that sequel, you know. They did something similar with Avengers Endgame. The ending to that was really, really dark. But, uh, no, Avengers Infinity War. The ending to Avengers Infinity War was really, really dark. But I'll tell you what, you were looking forward to Avengers Endgame. So that is a, re it's a weak argument. 
Moving on to the Return of the Jedi. Now, that was a change of pace. It brought in the Ewoks, and the dude, the Ewoks sucked, <laughs> to be fair. I was going to talk more about Empire Strikes Back, because how awesome it is. I could talk probably for ages about how awesome it is. I would say Return of the Jedi, I like it, you know, and I suppose there are, there are some really good bits. I mean, like when Luke uh, starts going for Jedi on the Sarlacc pit, I mean, that is just plain awesome. And uh, yeah, the final battle between Luke and Darth Vader... What's brilliant about it, though, is Darth Vader's constantly tempting Luke to go to the dark side, and he finally succeeds. And when Luke win, wins against Darth Vader, it doesn't feel like a win because he's actually giving in to his inner darkness, and he has to stand before the Emperor and have to really be resolute uh, before Anakin gets redeemed. I think there's a lot of good stuff in that. To be honest, say what you like about it. You go to the cinema and you, you go and watch that movie. I could go to the cinema right now and watch uh, Return of the Jedi and still really enjoy it, you know? In fact, probably one of the, those movies that is good at, really good at the cinema, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Which So we just briefly touched on the original trilogy, which as a middling Star Wars fan, I really appreciate. And the first of the prequel trilogies, oh, my life. And The Phantom Menace, oh, may I say, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a score from the... Critics, 51%. The audience, 59%. I think, to be fair, yeah, right? You're not going to agree with me on this, but Phantom Menace gives it a bit of a bad rap. And comparing it to the sequels now, it looks like a masterpiece. Okay, let's get off on the negative parts yet. There are some things. Jar Jar Binks, okay, maybe he shouldn't have been introduced, yeah? Maybe. I don't think he was, like, a strong character. He was a disaster. I know why George Lucas created him so that the kids could like him, but Jar Jar didn't really fit in there, yeah, right? And that's being fair to him. He was a bit lame. Also, there's kind of like what you call the boring Senate scene where um, Padme is trying to um, negotiate with the Senate and everything. And it, I'd say the pacing of the movie can be a bit slow at times, yeah? Right, that was fair, fair to say. However, there are a lot of good parts in the movie. There are. I loved uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and everything. When you begin to understand the whole story of the prequels and how they work with the original trilogy, it's really interesting. Like, for example, Dave Filoni was talking about talking to George Lucas about how um, the Jewel of the Fates at the end, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul for the destiny of Anakin Skywalker. If Qui-Gon defeats Darth Maul, he becomes Anakin's master and brings back brings proper balance to the Force. But as we know, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, defeats uh, Darth Maul and Qui-Gon dies. After that, the Force goes out of balance, which is really interesting. It's, it is what it is, you know. It's poor. Stop trying to defend it. Lucas took the reins. He directed. He wrote it. He has no excuses. That was the Phantom Menace. When you look at the documentaries and stuff like that, it makes a lot of sense for the story points. Anakin's destiny mirrors Luke's and everything, which is really cool. Um, Phantom Menace is probably not that great, but still, there are some really good scenes in it, and there are, I mean, Darth Maul is one of the best baddies as well. He was an awesome baddie. He was hardly in it. But he was still pretty cool. He was badass. He had, like, four lines. Yeah, I know, but I still liked him. (laughs) Moving on to the uh, second of the prequel trilogy, which was the Attack of the Clones. Who did that bring in? Who everybody hates? (laughs) Oh, indeed, Hayden Christensen. Oh, man, he was... We'll talk about him a bit later, but... Oh, dear. I must say, McGregor as well, he did not play a good part. 
I can understand why people would say that about Anakin and everything. And I do think the uh, love story is a bit creepy in hindsight, even though I've never had a romantic relationship in my life. So I really don't have much understanding on that area of things. So I'm a neurotypical nerd, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Attack of the Clones could have been better in some ways. From a story point of view, it does. The animation was awful. I did like when Anakin turned to the dark side, though. It was pretty cool, you know. The Clone War and the Clone Wars was the start of the Clone Wars was pretty cool, but yeah, it was interesting for sure. Young Boba Fett as well, the younger version of him was boring. Lucas kind of gave him no personality whatsoever. You see, they introduced him, but they could have made could have been interesting with him. Let's move on, shall we? Um, have you had enough yeah. of the Attack of the Clones? Well, well, let's just talk about the Rotten Tomato score because this is where it dropped again: sixty-five percent from critics and fifty-six percent from audiences. Audiences kind of agreed with the critics for a change. That's yeah, unusual. interesting. Anyway, moving on to 2005, and it is, and this is where the critics talk nonsense, because they gave Revenge of the Sith 80%, but audiences scored it 66%, which I still feel is generous. Um, I disagree with you there. I think Revenge of the Sith is pretty good, pretty good Star Wars movie. There's a lot to like about it. One of my little gripes is, is General Grievous was supposed to be like this powerful Jedi killer, and he didn't seem much of a threat in the movie. One of the things about the prequel trilogy, right, just saying this, yeah, is they do have a story, and the story makes a lot of sense. It's not exactly a well-done story, but it's still a great story. fits quite well uh, leading into the original trilogy. So it kind of, in some ways, makes the original trilogy a lot better. They killed Padme. She was the best character. They had to. Really, because Anakin had to lose everything, didn't he? It was kind of ironic, really, because Anakin wants to say Padme, but he's the one that actually ends up causing her death, which I think is really poetic. So, yeah, okay, Revenge of the Sith can get a bad rap, but a lot, a lot of Star Wars fans do now a lot um, are starting to really sing praises of Revenge of the Sith. Each to their own, dude. I don't think it's uh, the worst Star Wars movie. I still think it it still ranks quite high reasonably highly i would say so yeah that's my opinion and yet and yet most of the star wars fans do not agree with you each to their own dude anyway moving on from the Re revenge of the states and the disastrous end scene may, may i say disastrous end scene what revenge of the sith it, it was poor i mean christiansen's acting was dire but anyway uh, we'll move on from from that to Another movie, which is, in 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay, I'm going to go a bit critical now, yeah, right? For one thing, as a movie, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. The special effects are quite up to, not, up to notch. And J.J. Abrahams does do one thing pretty good, is he creates story threads, doesn't he? You know, if you get what I mean. Like, like what he did in Lost, if you know what I mean. You're talking to the wrong guy here. I hate J.J. Abrams. He has ruined Star Trek, but we're not going to go on that road today. The problem is, yeah, right, there were a lot of things wrong with Force Awakens now in hindsight. I think it's the best... Force Awakens is actually the best of the sequel trilogy. Although... Most fans agree. It's given 85% by audiences and 93% by critics. You know, it is it is quite liked. Yeah, crit critics really get it wrong. Uh, Ray's character was... There was no explanation to her character at all. And there were just so many things that they could have done a lot better, you know, story-wise. 
but they just didn't. They It's a brand new trilogy, and they kind of just did... One of the major criticisms about Force Awakens, it's a, it's a rehash of The New Hope. And when you look, look at that, it, that is very true. And that's what JJ does. That's what he did with... Wrath of Calm with Into Darkness. He has no decent ideas. He just regurgitates stuff and makes it worse. Yeah, exactly. I would say Force Awakens is basically um, A New Hope with bells and whistles, essentially. Yeah. Moving on to Rogue One. I liked Rogue One. I agree with you. To be honest, I found the story a little bit slow, but it was a good story, and the ending scene was pretty awesome. Darth Vader... uh, Stuck it in that room full of rebels, and Darth Vader absolutely sources those rebels, which is pretty badass. And yeah, the story was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Audience loved it, 86% Rotten Tomatoes, and critics loved it, 84%. So they both match with that. So it was a good movie. And there's some good actors in there. Moving on to your one of your favorite movies, which is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Well, this really does deserve your favorite. Here's your favorite director as well, isn't it? Which is Rian Johnson. <laughs> you love that guy. Somehow he managed to completely tr- train wreck the, the sequel trilogy, um, which is no easy feat, but somehow he managed to make Star Wars look awful. The only nice thing I can say about Last Jedi is it's filmed really well. It had an ending. <laughs> yeah, but it is. But honestly, plot-wise, character-wise, everything about it, he didn't even know anything about Force Awakens, so he didn't even do the plot threads yet to Force Awakens. It was ridiculous. Luke Skywalker, I mean, a lot of people say about it, Luke Skywalker was not Luke Skywalker in it. In the original trilogy, Luke Skywalker wants to believe that there's good in his father, the most evil man in the galaxy. And then Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi uh, wants to kill his nephew because he senses a bit of dark side in him. That's not Luke Skywalker, dude. Even Mark Hamill himself said that, you know. They called him Jake Skywalker. Brian Johnson absolutely dumped on the franchise and he's a complete idiot and he does not know what he's doing, right? I mean, I think Last Jedi kind of wrecked things because they tried. he tried to do kill off Snoke and everything. He tried to do things that were a bit different. I'm trying to say everybody could be a Jedi type, type thing. But the problem is, yeah, he was ignoring the Star Wars mythos. That Star original trilogy was about the Skywalker family and he was ignoring all that I mean if you're going into making a Star Wars movie you've got to kind of show respect uh, to the source material which he showed no respect for it might as well have been a completely different movie it was not Star Wars though it was nothing to do with Star Wars and why oh why oh why are they giving him a Star Wars trilogy I mean honestly that is the most stupid thing anybody's done the fans do not like The Last Jedi because it is the worst Star Wars movie. I've only watched it once. Once. It's not... You can't You can't watch it again because it's that bad. I'm rant over. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving on to actually, which was a spin-off, which was a disaster, which was Solo. See, to be fair, right? I didn't think Solo was that, all that bad, you know? And, and yet... <laughs> most people dislike it because it doesn't do anything for the Star Wars universe. It was the backlash from The Last Jedi. Last Jedi got such a huge backlash that a lot of people were boycotting Star Wars. And so basically the solo movie suffered because of it. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. In fact, I quite liked it. You know, it showed you the origin of Han Solo and it was pretty good. And Ron Howard directed it. And uh, I think they did, did a reasonably good job. Although I do think 
Lando Crucian had a romantic relationship with this robot, basically, which was uh, got destroyed and it was in the Millennium Falcon and such. But yeah, that was a bit weird or whatever. That was it was the last bit of Jedi backlash, though, by, by all means. But it makes no mention of either the Jedi Order or the Jedi Knights, the whole movie. By that time, the Jedi were, were pretty much wiped out by that time. If you think about a galaxy of billions of planets and everything, there are only 10,000 Jedi in the galaxy in the original trilogy, in the uh, prequel trilogy. So the Jedi, Jedi were mythological anyway. There was, there was Solo, which audience didn't enjoy 64%. Critics didn't enjoy 70%. Then we move on to The Rise of the Skywalker, which is 2019. And actually, I don't know whether you'll agree with the scores here, but critics gave it 51%. Audiences gave it 86%. I'd go a bit middle ground here, yeah? J.J. Abrams was trying to, to fix what the what mess The Last Jedi did, yeah? Kylo Ren could not be a really strong main villain. As simple as that. He just wasn't that kind of character, yeah? So J.J. Abrams had to bring back the Emperor, which actually was quite rushed, you know? There was no build-up in the story in the sequel trilogy to the Emperor ever existing. And it was basically Snoke was a clone of the Emperor. When I think about it, Rise of Skywalker is an enjoyable movie and it's a good Star Wars movie and the final battle at the end is quite quite enjoyable but there were things that they could have done like for example Rey at the end she blocks the lightning off the Emperor and she hears in her head all the all the Jedi yeah you could have done loads of force ghosts of like Luke Skywalker all of them all behind Rey showing that there were all these Jedi like behind her and everything like in force that'd been awful uh, I would have liked that to be honest you, to be fair, you like the ending of season two of The Mandalorian, and that blew. Each to their own, dude. Each to their own. With Rise of Skull, Skull it's basically trying to fix a train wreck, essentially, of the, of the sequel. Tri- I'll say this. J.J. did a good, did the best what he could with what he could. To call it the end of Skywalker Saga, yeah? Because one thing I don't like about the ending is Ray buries Luke's, Luke and Leia's lightsabers, and then she says, I'm the Skywalker now, even though she's a Palpatine. So the sequel trilogy isn't about the uh, Skywalker family at all. It's about Rey, who's the, who's the uh, granddaughter of the Emperor, essentially. But she says, oh, yeah, I'm a Skywalker at the end. And he's a bit like, really? So, yeah, I don't really like the sequel trilogy as a whole. And I don't think it fits with George Lucas' narrative at all. Well, I must say, you've got plenty to look forward to because Rian Johnson has been given green light for a whole t- trilogy. And yes, uh, some people are stupid, by the way. Moving on to the next part of our show, which is 10 reasons why Star Wars got it wrong over the years. First in at number one was a romance between Anakin and Padme. Yeah, but okay, that had to happen. Otherwise, Luke and Leia would never have been born. Yeah, they, did, they didn't have very good on-screen chemistry, though, dude. I agree there. I don't think they did a good job with the romance as such. It was Anakin was a little bit creepy. Don't you remember the I don't like sand scene? Yeah, I don't like sand either, but man. <laughs> it was it was painstaking. Yeah. So in at number two, having no plan for a new trilogy. Is that the sequel trilogy? Well, Rise of the Skywalker was billed as the conclusion of the story began with the new hope. Yeah. Which would have been more believable. But The Last Jedi. This would have been more believable had the filmmakers not abandoned George Lucas's master plan and adopted a make-it-up-as-we-go approach, having no idea how they would finish the saga, even as recently as making the previous 2017 The Last Jedi. Details such as who Ray's parents are 
would have felt a lot more impactful if they'd been carefully explored over the years. It, it just seemed like they were making it up. I'll be, I'll be honest, I completely agree with all of that. The uh, sequel trilogy was basically a cash grab, and but it was not well planned out story. And so a lot of Star Wars fans right, quite rightly think that the sequel trilogy is a dumpster fire, which really it is. Which leads us greatly into our next uh, reason, at number three, the entirety of Solo, a Star Wars story. A 2018 spin-off, dude, and this is so true, was so unnecessary, so mediocre, uh, forced Disney and management to admit, and they said, look, we're sorry about that. We got greedy. And the studio has actually since announced that it will be pulling back on a f- number of projects, actually. It was poor. That's the thing with Disney. They, they, were t- they took Star Wars for a cash grab, essentially, didn't they? And they were churning out Star Wars movies. The problem is, a good Star Wars fan, if they make really good Star Wars movies, I means like Star Wars games, for example, uh, if you make really good Star Wars games, people will go and buy them. And if you make really good Star Wars movies, people will go and watch them. The problem is, they were doing a kind of quantity over quality. And that's the problem with it, you know? Yeah, which is how Star Trek went. Um, in next is Jar Jar. Yeah, enough said, really. <laughs> well, Lucas, he, as we've just as we spoke about, he claimed that Star Wars is for kids, mm. which is fine. And we understand why he put him in there. But removing Jar Jar from the Phantom Menace would have made it a better movie. It would have been better. Mm. Which is quickly moving on to our next point, which is why the heck they cast Hayden Christensen. No, did you know that Leonardo DiCaprio would have been might have played uh, Anakin, and he would have done a better job, dude, dude, man, Christensen. He was laugh out loud awful as Anakin. You know, he's returning to the Obi Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> that's true. Considering considering how bad some of the decisions. Disney has made. That's probably not the worst decision they've made, not by a long shot. Giving Rian yeah, Johnson but- a trilogy, that's a that's a terrible decision. But Hayden Christensen was not a good Anakin, mate. On to the next point, which is the Ewoks. Dude, they were awful. It, dep- it depends on your opinion. Some people like them, some people don't. Do you know, here's something that you might not know. Do you know that Return of the Jedi was supposed to be the homeworld of uh, the Wookiees instead of the Ewoks? They were going to have the final battle there. I don't think Wookiees would have made a lot more sense and it would have been a lot more cooler, you know? Chewbacca and uh, his fam- family, all these Wookiees taken down. Because L- Lucas was trying to get the highly advanced empire versus like the primitive little uh, teddy bears, basically. And the teddy bears got one over them, which is pretty cool because uh, their will was stronger than the empire's was. Mm. But I get what he's doing there. Well, you, I don't get what he was doing here on our next reason, which is Luke and Leah's, um, yeah, making out kind of weird yeah that well here's something of interest yeah george lucas didn't have leia as his sister until uh returning his jedi he didn't apparently leia was going to be in luke's twin sister was going to be in the sequel trilogy yeah and it was going to be her story as such so it was only then that luke just uh, Lucas decided to make Leia his twin sister. So Luke, Lucas, yes, he did have a plan, but sometimes didn't have a proper plan as such. And moving on to our next point, away from that kind of thing, endlessly monkeying about with Greedo and Han Solo. Man, and I want to just dig into this a little bit deeper and see how you feel. Because all the tweaks that you Lucas has made to the original trilogy, and let's face it, there's been thousands, he keeps re-editing the canteen confrontation between... Greedo and Han. So originally, it seems the New Hope, the original cinema release, sees Harrison Ford blasting the alien, 
Later, it was crudely changed to appear as if Greedo shoots first, and then changed again, so Han does, and so on and on, to the latest, latest version available on Disney+, Plus, which is at least the fifth adjet, finds Greedo yelling something that sounds like Makuhi, Makunchi or something, before trying to blast Han. What is Lucas doing? Yeah, I get what you're saying with that one. I mean, there's a, the famous saying, Han, Han shot first. From an artist's perspective, yeah, I do get why George Lucas was tinkering with the original trilogy. It's a little bit of perfectionism mentality, you know. You've done a really good piece of artwork, but you can see these little flaws. You can see these things that when you look at it again and again and again, that you want to touch up and want to uh, make a little bit better. So that's kind of George Lucas's mentality. I'm not saying it's the right mentality. There are things that you should have left well alone, but I understand why he does that kind of thing. And you just tend to make it worse, yeah. really. But on, on to our next point, the villains in The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi opens up with the once formidable General Hooks falling prey to a phone, a prank on the phone. Oh, that was cringy, that was. That that was Marvel. That was really jarring because that's kind of Marvel humour in a Star Wars movie. Star Wars movie has got its humour, but, it but it was completely out of place. It was. It was a bit like... Really? It's just a bit like you did. That's the problem with The Last Jedi. It did not feel like Star Wars. When I think about it, it's so bad. <laughs> and lastly, Princess Leia's disappearing British accent in A New Hope. Have <laughs> you noticed this, actually? Where her accent keeps fluctuating through the whole movie. Oh, yeah, of course. I can understand why they were trying to get her accent quite posh. She was supposed to be the princess. And she was supposed to be like senator, wasn't she? Yeah, a senator. So she would have spoken a bit more posh, wouldn't she? But yeah. But she was interviewed in 2014 and she said, I look forward to being in the new trilogy so I can actually do Leia's voice right and not British. <laughs> Leia, Leia's voice though, was quite American in um, Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi, though. So they did kind of fix that, you know? Anyway, we're going to move on to the next part, which is... 25 Star Wars facts that only true Star Wars fans will know. So we're going to see if you know these, Terry. Bring it on, buddy boy. Um, in A New Hope, because Lucas was so short on cash, Mark Hamill, you know, on the, on the planet, on his home planet, he wore jeans, but they were Levi blue jeans just bleached out with the back pockets removed. I didn't know that, but that's interesting. Indeed. So apparently things were really tight. So if you want a pair of Levi's to look like Skywalker, just get a pair of Levi's. Indeed. On to our next one. Droids. C-3PO's costume apparently was so difficult to... Because his name was Anthony Daniels, who, yeah. as you well know, who was in it. Apparently every time he sat down, he had to take the legs off. So anytime you see him in Empire Strikes Back and he sat down, you don't see his legs because he's got nothing on. Yeah, actually, in the film of the original uh, A New Hope, a part of the uh, suit, the um, ankle part, uh, was cutting into his actual ankle. And so Anthony Daniels was walking in that movie. There were some parts where he was absolutely agonising pain. All right, that may be the reason why he hates R2-D2. Yeah, because they couldn't sort of talk to each other. During... <laughs> I hated each other. Yeah, do you know, because <laughs> R2-D2 answers by beeps and everything. So... In order for the for an audit to work, Anthony, not Anthony Daniels, uh, Kenny, Baker. Kenny Baker had to remain quiet in that basically R2D2 suit. And so obviously, he's got to kind of get reactions out of somebody that's 
just not going to be able to talk to him or whatever. So I could understand frustration there. Apparently, Kenny Baker was interviewed and he said, Anthony Daniels, so he said, Anthony doesn't mix at all. He keeps himself to himself. He never wants to have a drink with any of us. Once, when I said hello to him, he just turned his back on me and said, can't you see I'm having a conversation? It's the rudest thing anyone's ever done to me. Interesting. I know that they didn't like each other. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure if you heard, hear it at Daniel's side of it, it'll be a bit different, but yeah. And next on the uh, facts that you may not know, which is wind. Apparently, the actors seeing where Hamill is fighting Vader in The Empire Strikes Back, the wind noise was so bad he could not hear Vader speak. Yeah, I know that. Lucas told him to told him those lines and had to utter them at the right time. He did, uh, but yeah, it didn't really matter because the lines that were gave, given to David Prowse were fal- false ones anyway. Uh, his voice wasn't used. Mm. On to the next one, which is. There was an issue with, in The Empire Strikes Back, a prop head made of Hamill that was used in a scene, which Luke sees himself in Darth Vader's helmet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that scene. And apparently they just had to throw the mannequin head and actually use Hamill's head, and he said it was the worst thing he's ever done. Next up on the list of crazy, crazy thing is Harrison Ford's anger... He was so, apparently, he was so angry in the production of Star Wars that he took a saw to the set of the Millennium Falcon, made of wood, being a set, and started sawing it in two. I didn't know that. I know. <laughs> I know that you wrote, George Lucas, you can, you can write these, this garbage, uh, and I use that word, different context, uh, but you sure can't say it. That, that, that's what he, <laughs> that is one of the famous lines he said to George Lucas on set. Why did he? Why did Lucas use him as Harrison Ford, man? I never thought he'd use him again. Because he, because he was, because he was actually the best person for um, Han Solo. They did the screen test with him and Mark Hamill. Because uh, ha- Harrison Ford was like like the sit in Han Solo, and they began to realise that he was actually the best part person to play Solo. All right. Well, this is um, apparently this the, this is an interview. It was in Empire with Hamill. And he said people running up crazy to him going, you got to stop Harrison. He's soaring up the Falcon. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Here's something you might not know. At the end of The Empire Strikes Back, the carbonite scene. Yep. Did you know that they had to do numerous takes of that? I did not know. Because what happened was in the line, Han Solo says, Princess Leia says, I love you. And Han says, I love you too. And Harrison Ford got so fed up with doing the scene over and over again. He just said, I know. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it just didn't feel, didn't feel right. So that line, when he says, I know, is they kept it in it because they thought, oh, yeah, that was what, that's the one that worked the best. Uh, did you know this? Uh, apparently during the filming of A New Hope, in, it was in, in England, it was so hot. The apparently wearing clothes is like impossible and hot in England. That seems really weird, but apparently it was. And when they were attacking the uh, Death Star, they were mm. all wearing shorts. They all, they all had the pants on, just they had the top of the flight suits on because it was so hot. Now, I do know something, yeah. Do you know that the actor uh, who plays Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, I know his name, but anyway, the actor who played Grand Moff Tarkin, he didn't like uh, the Imperial shoots, I didn't fit him. So he's wearing all the scenes that you just see his top half. He's wearing slippers. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
Did you um, did you know as well that apparently Lucas changed Skywalker from because originally, thank goodness, because originally the movie was going to be called Adventures of the Star Killer, Episode One, The Star Wars, which was yeah. terrible, terrible. Apparently, it was going to be an eighteen-year-old girl. Yeah, there's also midgets that, that he was going to put on as the twins. George Lucas was messing around with quite a number of ideas. Also, Luke Skywalker was going to be uh, General Luke Skywalker, and he was going to be uh, training Anakin as well. Interesting. And anyway, up on our last facts, apparently, remember the Death Star scene when they all end up in the trash? Apparently, it smelled so bad that Hamill burst a blood vessel from holding his breath, and they had to film the, film the scene from a different angle because he was bleeding. <laughs> I didn't know that. One of the things I do know is um, that George Lucas worked so hard making A New Hope that he actually had to go into hospital because he got mentally worn out. He had a nervous break. He almost had a nervous breakdown because he was so worn out. Oh, right. Because he was basically, he was creating a movie studio and he was creating a brand new movie. And he actually fully expected it to fail. Yeah, he, he, de he definitely did. He, he went on holiday and somebody had to ring him and say, dude, this is mental. It's kind of insane. But yeah. Anyway, on to the next segment of the show, which is the worst Star Wars toys ever made. And I'm going to share my screen with Terry. And he is going to put, and we will, of course, put these up on Instagram, as always. In at number 30, Jabba's Mama. Eesh. That looks, that looks bad anyway. I mean, I, I saw that character in Return of Jedi. He looks awful anyway. But man, he's got he's got a serious case of man boobs. Uh, yeah, man. That is that is perhaps... Oh, that's horrible. Why, why is his face white? What's going yeah. on? So what scene is that from anyway? Uh, Return of the Jedi when um, the uh, Rancor gets killed. All right, cool. Anyway, so that's that's pretty poor, if, if we must say so. Um, also, that's really, really bad, which is, oh, my life. Please explain that. Uh, the uh, Sarlacc pit with killing Boba Fett. That looks a little... There's a pillow. It... Well, you wouldn't want to sit on it, would you? Let's face it. No, it looks a bit wrong. It, it looks uncomfortable, dude. You don't want to sit on that, especially Boba Fett. That's just terrible. Yeah. Anyway, next up, Medic Droid. Wait a minute. That medic droid was in Revenge of the Sith and it's and it doesn't have arms like that at all. That's the point. <laughs> we can say about that exactly. That is anyway. Next up, uh, the action figure Anakin Skywalker. Is that Anakin? Yeah, Sebastian Shaw played uh, Anakin um when he took the mask off at the end of Return of the Jedi. It looks nothing like him. Yeah, I suppose. Then again, toy figures weren't exactly that detailed back in back in the day. So, looks like a Vulcan. Does a bit actually. <laughs> What's going on there? Anyway, next up, yeah, I may have said this. This, my friend, this. Oh this. yeah, uh, I heard about that. That um, I'll explain to the listeners what it is. It's the Lucas George Lucas's family as Star Wars characters, essentially. Why would you buy that? some people are nerds like me yeah but but like how self-righteous have you got to be and how up your own self have you got to be to make not just make star wars characters of yourself also sell them to other people to be fair um i think if you're making a movie it does kind of make a bit of sense to put yourself as a character in there so yeah okay um, yeah i'm not sure with the blue face theme though Moving on, Transformer Vader that turns in from a Death Star into Vader. Um, okay. 
Wouldn't it make more sense for the Emperor to turn into the Death Star? It makes no sense either of them turning into the Death Star. This is not Transformers, man. How can Vader do that? Vader's small compared to the Death Star. This is ridiculous. Man, that would be one hell of a frightening looking Vader. Man. <laughs> I tell you what, it'd take out a few planets. One big lightsaber. Man, oh man. Uh, that, I think that's just more cash in, you know. Hey, let, let's uh, do Transformers and cash Star Wars in. Dude, Lucas, man, he's such an embarrassment. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Oh my goodness, what the hell is that? It is, of course, the Chewbacca Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Call <Caught> Chewbacca. <laughs> that just looks. You gotta love Chewbacca. That looks wrong on so many levels. Dude, I don't, I don't feel it's safe for two years and up. Disney needs to stop cashing in. This is getting embarrassing now. A Star Tours as well. Oh my <laughs> days. Dude, that doesn't even look like Chewie. It just, it looks more like an Ewok. That's true. I'd agree there. To be fair though, it made him over a billion pound, billion dollars. So you can't not. Yeah, so stop cashing in. What's wrong with him? Anyway, next up. <laughs> Star Quackers. It is Star Quackers, which you would why would you have those in your bath? What why? Oh, I'll tell you what, those lips on Leah look perfectly pert for her brother. <laughs> I had to do that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I tell you what, Vader don't look so scary there, does he? Uh, Duck Vader. <laughs> All my days. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be so terrified in your tub, would you, if he turned up? Anyway, moving on to the next one, which is... Okay, that is that is Princess Leia. That, that's an action man figure with Princess Leia's uh, clothes on. on. I mean, flipping it, look at that jawline. I mean, that looks way too masculine. Do you know what? She looks a bit like, she actually looks like The Rock with Princess Leia's wig on. That's what she looks like. Look at her hands. Look at her hands. They're so manly. Oh, little known fact about A New Hope here. They didn't have bras in the Star Wars universe. So Princess uh, Carrie Fisher had to wear these taped things uh, to tape up her chest area. Moving on to the next one, which is, oh, dude, not him. The Ice Cream Man. What do you say about that exactly? <laughs> I've got a question. Who buys that? Who was like, dude? He's got an ice cream belly, that's for sure. You, you can tell he's been chowing down with it. Yeah, that was in like one, like a like one second scene in Empire Strikes Back where they were just <laughs> running out of there and they found, found an ice cream maker. And it was, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That's so bad. Uh, was that in the movie? This is Jet Setting Solo. Dude, what the hell? That was that's not in the, in the movie. movie. That's just more cheap. That's. I don't know what that is, actually. Not even Transformers. What? He doesn't... It looks like a scene from Avatar. Yeah. How is he supposed to walk with that? I don't know. That is going to be heavy. Um, apparently, um, this is... Like, if you've seen the scene from Avatar where they jump in these massive, like, robot things that walk them. It's exactly like this with Solo, but he has to carry the massive cagey thing. So I don't get what, what the advantage of it is. Is it just there to kill him? No, it makes him go turtle back. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. The Imperial Chopper. Oh, no, not Darth Vader on the motorcycle. Motorcycles don't work in Star Wars at all. They've got speeders, numpties. <laughs> they have speeders. Dude, it's, it's, it's apparently his Imperial Chopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Why would he uh, use that when he's got a speeder, which is far more efficient? <laughs> and it, plus it goes in the air. <laughs> and, uh, to be fair... 
pull back and let it go. Dude, it's, to be fair, he, he actually has got a lightsaber. Yeah, actually, it doesn't look that bad, using the lightsaber to flash, flash about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, anyway, that's just 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 not good. Next up, which is... Oh, I know this. That was the guy who wanted to buy some death sticks. The same guy who plays Mouse in uh, The Matrix. What is he doing in this? Why make a character over him? Amazing death sticks. Tell you what, I hate Star Wars. Anyway, that, we, we're going to end uh, this segment of the show. Sheesh. Lucas should be ashamed of himself, man. He's a billionaire and he's still selling his soul. What an idiot. Anyway, now we're moving on to the hardest Star Wars quiz on the internet, apparently. We'll see about that one, but I'm sure Terry will get most of them. Right. You know that you get this one, because I got it. In The Phantom Menace, what non-Star Wars character turned up? Non-Star Wars. From the Steven Spielberg universe. E.T. It was E.T. indeed. Next up, what does the name Darth Vader mean? Well, it actually means Dark Father. So Dark Father, it is correct. It does indeed. How many toes does Yoda have? Well, six. He does not indeed. How much? The number of toes changes at each movie. It's either three or four. I said six, as in like all of them. Yeah, three or four. Who is Chewbacca's son? That was in the holiday special. That was, I don't know that actually because I. Lumpawaru. Oh my goodness. That's probably quite. Lumpawaru. That's probably why I always forget that, just out of sheer embarrassment. For an extra point, because you didn't get a point on this one. Uh, what's Chewbacca's wife? Uh, Malia. Dude, I thought you knew stuff. I know some stuff, things. What word would you never hear in a Star Wars movie? Princess Go Ewok Space. Ewok. It is Ewok, yeah. Because I never yeah, actually use the word Ewoks in uh, Return of the Jedi. Indeed. Which phrase would you hear in every Star Wars movie? I have a bad feeling about that. This. Oh, this. Yeah, you saved it at the end. Scenes that took place on Hoth were shot where? In the Netherlands, because they, uh, um, Finland, something like that. No, it must be the, Can- no, it's Canadian or something like that, maybe. But I know that they had the um, actual ar- army out there to, as part, part of the extras in it. You were close. It was Norway. I, I knew something like that was true. But they had, had the, um, the uh, Norwegian army out there as extras in uh, Empire Shot that's back on the Hoth scenes. Have the Ewoks ever had a TV show? Yes, they have. And they've got two. They have indeed. And they have two movies as well. Before he came known as the iconic Yoda, what was his original name? Minch. No. It's called Minch Yoda. Uh, What was his first name? Buffy. It was Buffy. There we go. Which comic did The Phantom Menace get its name from? Mm, That I don't know. The Phantom Menace got its name from the comic Flash Gordon. In the comics, there was a character with the name Phantom Menace, inspiring George Lucas. Okay, I, did, I didn't know that. Boba Fett makes his first movie appearance in what movie? His first movie appearance was in Empire Strikes Back, but his first actual appearance was in the uh, Droids cartoon show. We will take it as your first answer, which is the Empire Strikes Back. True or false? Do Ewoks speak French? Mm, I would say no to that. Correct. What language do they speak? They speak a different language. I don't know what language they speak, though. It is called Ewokies. Ewokies. <laughs> which, bit, which is a bit obvious when you start to think about that, really. 
<laughs> Lucas didn't put a lot of thought in that one, did he? No. Who voiced Gargadin? Gargadin. Is that Force Awakens? I'm not answering that. Who voiced Gargadin? That would be Simon Pegg. Uh, no. In the New Hope, we'll give you. Uh, yeah. Oh, Gargadin. I don't know. It was John Wayne. Didn't know. Didn't know that. No, I didn't. Yeah. I thought that's 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 interesting. Which of the following sound effects can be heard in Star Wars films? A car horn, a lion's roar, a shopping cart being pushed, or a Willem scream? Hmm. I know a lion's roar can be heard by Chewbacca. It's not. It's a Willem scream. Interesting. Apparently, it's been used so much that it was recently retired from appearing ever in the movies again. I didn't know that. What Disney character appeared in one of the movies? Ooh, hmm. that would be lot. It might be Lilo. It is Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse can be found in *The Empire Strikes Back*. The sil- silhouette of his head can be found behind Luke and Darth Vader as they're fighting each other. No, I did not know that. That's interesting. What does ATAT stand for? All-terrain attack, attack, uh, something. It's all-terrain armored transport. Oh yeah, of course. I got the I got the first part right anyway. Half a point. Is it true or false that Jabba the Hutt made an appearance in The Empire Strikes Back? Uh, false. It is false. Well done. He only makes an appearance in The Phantom Menace and A New Hope. At the end of Return of the Jedi, who almost died? Uh, Han Solo. It was Solo. Because uh, Ford was, wanted him to get killed off. Yeah, he had enough. What animal are the porgs based on? Uh, puffins. Indeed. Well done. What species is Yoda? They actually don't know. Well done, indeed. Which two Star Wars characters had a television show of their own? Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, droids. <laughs> yeah, they did. Clearly, Anthony Daniels would have loved working with his dear friend. Does Jabba the Hutt wear a fez? No, he doesn't. He does not, indeed. What are a group of porgs called? I don't know, because... The information of that horror show is lost to my memory banks. <laughs> it's actually called a murder. Ironic. Who cut off Luke's hand? Darth Vader. The voice of Miss Piggy was also the voice of which Star Wars character? Yoda. Indeed. What was the original last name of the Skywalkers? Starkiller. Oof, yes. Whose voice can be heard when Anakin is fighting the Tusken Raider? Uh, Qui-Gon Jinns. Well done. Now he's starting to get on form. Which famous actor freed Ray in The Force Awakens? Daniel Craig. Indeed, it was Daniel Craig. Well done. You got a total of 66%. That's poor. There are some stuff that you just wouldn't know, Paul. So I'm sure your knowledge in Star Trek would be equally as awful, but hey. <laughs> so all in all, we spoke about Star Wars. Which is your least favourite movie? Isn't it obvious? The Empire Strikes Back? Last Jedi, bar none. Last Jedi. And your favourite? Empire Strikes Back. No brainer. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, I I would. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Anyway, it's been good to talk about your dear, beloved series. We will at some point touch on the actual TV series. Have a chat about those as well. But we've talked on the movies today. We found out some interesting facts. And we've also found out that Harrison Ford has got quite the temper. Yep. 
But we knew that, didn't we, from the actual new uh, filming of the new Indi the filming of the new Indiana Jones movie. He's been horrible to the English fans. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of an old grumpy old man, isn't he? <laughs> he's a bit of an ass. <laughs> he doesn't want anyone else to play Indiana Jones apart from him, though, which is quite oh, funny. Man. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think anybody else can play Indiana Jones, but to be fair, I don't think he can play Indiana Jones yeah. anymore. Uh, I'd agree there. They're going to have to CGI the hell out of him if they do that. <laughs> the 90-year-old Indiana Jones would not be that uh, entertaining. He looked, to be honest, he looked terrible over 10 years ago in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. True. And oh, and may I say, please don't ever let Shia buff back in into the Indiana Jones franchise. That was a horrible experience. Nobody wants to relive that. So anyway, yeah, that's all things Star Wars for today. It's me, Paul. And me, Terry. <laughs>